today we are drafting a two million dollar to first best ball team and we're doing it from the 10 spot and this is great because we've drafted like first second fourth so far so we always get a stud running back makes it easier to get stud wide receivers after that but from the 110 we might have to switch up our strategy really after that fourth or fifth pick things get pretty uncertain in fantasy this year something i've been thinking more about is cooper cup with the first overall pick if you don't feel good about any of the running backs and that's what happens right here he goes and now these players start to go taylor mccaffrey jefferson maybe jamar chase is like the fifth and there he goes the guy that you feel kind of confident in but other than that the sixth the seventh player can be one of a dozen different guys in my opinion let's see what my rankings currently have this at so based on my rankings i'm going to be looking for either one of these remaining stud running backs in eckler dalvin cook or hoping stefan diggs makes it to me but we'll see we're three picks away austin eckler goes he was kind of that last tier one running back maybe dalvin cook Najee harris goes at the one seven i recently bumped him down in my rankings 70 plus receptions last year efficiency should increase this year but just not that many receptions leading the league is something you can rely on with a new quarterback so now i'm on the clock and if we're looking at running backs there's dalvin cook there wide receiver stefan diggs screams out to me as somebody right now that i would like to get to the rosters we've been going with so far have gone with a running back early because we've been in that first couple of picks of the draft so getting a wide receiver here feels pretty solid and i want to get three wide receivers with my first four picks so let's see how this one shapes up so it comes right back around to me again here we're gonna have a little bit of time we can get an alvin kamara a leonard fournette a mike evans i think alvin kamara is the move here alvin kamara is somebody that i really do like so we go and get alvin kamara at the two three he's somebody who just actually recently got into my top five running backs this year because it looks like his trial is going to get pushed back he has to go to court for some things and that got pushed back to mid-august and by the time that gets resolved the season will have started and likely be almost over so i feel confident that he'll at least get some games in if not all of them so i'm one pick away right now my top 15 running backs are gone it's not the time in the third round to be taking a zeke or a jacobs i don't hate it there if you don't have a running back yet i end up snagging dj moore as my wide receiver too i love that this is a guy who has the most receiving yards up until the first three years at this point in his career wide receivers or quarterbacks are going now which is good i don't want one right now running backs like cam Akers, who i don't even think are barely top 20 running backs are going so maybe another wide receiver makes it to me right now amari cooper is on the board michael thomas brandon cooks is on the board but i think we might be able to land and we're going to be able to land here this is absolutely fantastic i love how this draft has played out for us amari cooper in the fourth round who will see what happens with this quarterback deshaun watson but at the very least is a wide receiver one where his biggest competition is either rookie david bell or donovan peoples jones a former i think fifth sixth i think sixth round pick so this is a nice spot to be at i have three wide receivers all clear-cut wide receiver ones who might have 25 to 30 percent target shares in dj moore stefan diggs and amari cooper and then i get alvin kamara who had a 20 percent target share last year led the entire nfl out of running backs and has finished as a top eight running back or better every single every single season only one time outside the top four so now we're getting to the point in the draft where i have these three good receivers i have a strong running back and i'm sitting here like okay this is the rounds five and six maybe you get a second running back it's kind of the last round to go for another receiver before they drop off quarterback starts to come into play if there's an elite guy still on the board really depends who's going to be left between quarterback wide receiver and running back for what i go with here in the fifth round if there is a michael thomas or ideally a brandon cooks a darnell mooney out there in the fifth round a clear wide receiver one for their team especially cooks and mooney that's somebody who i'll be targeting we're still seven picks away the quarterback position some of the elite guys have been going tyler and jalen hurts are really the only guys who are kind of in a tier of can be the quarterback one in my opinion that are still on the board and yeah i like josh jacobs more than a lot of people probably more than almost everybody you know but i'm not going to be taking him in the fifth round if some of these other guys are on the board so i'm one pick away chris goblin goes there goes travis Etienne. so i can get michael thomas or brandon cooks or darnell mooney i can get any of these guys so i'm going to go ahead and get brandon cooks i have michael thomas as my wide receiver 17 brandon cooks is my wide receiver 18 i think i'm gonna have to adjust the rankings because right now when push comes to shove i am choosing brandon 
Brandon Cooks, a guy who has a maybe only one out of five or six guys in the NFL have a chance at a 30% target share, and he's one of those guys. He pushed towards that, having a 50% target share in a game last year alone. I do like that. I mean, Chris Godwin already went. Chris Godwin's not even a top 30 receiver. He might legitimately miss eight weeks this year. He's nowhere near even running at this point, not even cutting. The team does not feel good about where he's at. He just recently tore his ACL. He's probably going to be back in October, maybe November, if anything goes wrong in the rehab. So yeah, that's a terrible pick at that early in the draft. Whoever did take him, obviously, we're very early at this point. I'll be having a video out exactly the guys you should stay away from. So I'm on the clock again here. I can go get Michael Thomas in the sixth round of drafts right now, or I can get Josh Jacobs. I go Josh Jacobs. And here's the thing. Michael Thomas in the sixth round is as tempting as it gets. As of this point, I don't know the deal on his ankle. I just don't know it. And the other thing is, in these rounds 6 through 10, we'll have a video out on this, thanks to the late-round QB, J.J. Zacharyson. These are the rounds where you start to see wide receivers drop off. Now, it's very case-specific, but we've only seen two top 12 wide receiver finishes since 2010 in rounds 6 through 12 of these 12-man leagues. So I feel really good about where I'm at. Josh Jacobs is somebody that he is a massive winner from Devontae Adams going there, from this team getting better. I mean, Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs as my running backs. I don't have to take another one now until maybe round 10. And then Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Cooks, right? That feels good. That feels really good. Yeah, I could add Michael Thomas. That, that's also maybe an option for us in another draft coming up. This feels good. Quarterbacks are going. Not really a fan of Joe Burrow going this early, especially just two picks after Kyler and Jalen Hurts. You might as well just wait another four or five rounds and get uh, Kirk Cousins, right? Or somebody along those lines. Burrow was very efficient last year, didn't have a lot of volume, and doesn't have mobile upside. So it's hard for him to kind of repeat a big season like that, or at least much harder than some other players. And I think this is the benefit of drafting early. If you're using my free rankings, they're down below in the Discord. And by the way, if you want to draft right now on this platform, two million dollars to first it's called underdogfantasy.com there's a link in the description below you use the code sal you put in 25 you get 50 you put in 50 you get 100 you just get your first bet matched up to 100 dollars. you can do that you get double your money two extra money use the code sal there's a link down below we'll be drafting here all year long 10 million dollar contest two million dollars to first the beautiful people at underdog fantasy check them out show them some love it's going to be a lovely lovely best ball summer so i'm getting very close to being on the board again maybe now this is starting to look like something of a learning experience because miles sanders is one pick away from dropping to the end of round seven maybe even around eight pick so maybe i could have went michael thomas and then just got a miles sanders instead of a josh jacobs more receivers are going my best available wide receiver right now is garrett wilson i think he'll be there at my next pick a guy i don't think will be there at my next pick is indeed miles sanders so i'm going to grab miles sanders right here he's somebody that i'm coming around on i put out a thread about how he is in a very good situation in terms of he's been efficient uh he's in an offense that wants to run the ball but jalen hurts is there they have another guy there and kenny gamewell who's been effective balls and Scott's still in that backfield earning 20 to 30 percent of the snaps that said that was as if he was a fifth or sixth round pick the more and more that he falls to the end of the seventh and eighth round the more and more that I want to be drafting Miles Sanders so in these rounds where wide receivers don't pop off as much in these rounds six and seven I'll grab these running backs who have a better chance now we're in round eight here and this isn't a cut and dry strategy I'm just not going to not take any wide receivers in these five rounds if there's no good running backs or no good quarterbacks on the board there's tight ends that all kind of look the same at this point so it is wide receiver that I want to go to Garrett Wilson my best available and then Russell Gage it looks like Garrett Wilson probably won't make it back around to me or Russell Gage I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna say you know what let's do this let's get grab Russell Gage over Garrett Wilson so they're very close for me in my rankings as you can see right here I currently have Garrett Wilson wide receiver 31 Elijah Moore 32 and then Russell Gage 36 I think Russell Gage is only gonna rise during the summer as the Chris Godwin outlook likely gets worse and worse
just for him missing a month, maybe two months of the season if things don't go perfectly. So as of this point right now, I'll take a guy who was a top 20 efficient receiver last year in Russell Gage and has been great in his time in the NFL, just kind of a third option in offenses, who right now is going to be the number two receiver to start the year for Tom Brady, who led the league in passing with like 5,300, 5,316. That is legitimately a guess, not a guess, but like somewhat educated from looking at stats. I could be right. I think it's over 5,000 yards either way. That is very impressive, and that is a very good spot. Now, the counter to that is that if Zach Wilson takes this massive leap forward, top 10 pick, Garrett Wilson comes in, and he's the wide receiver one, you're looking at a guy who can be a, a top 20, maybe even a top 15 wide receiver right away, when I think Russell Gage is pretty clearly not going to touch that top 10 metric. I mean, maybe he finishes top 20, depending on touchdowns. So you might suffer a little bit of a ceiling there with a with a Garrett Wilson, which is maybe a, a mistake at this point in the draft in the eighth round. But that said, I do think in the Tampa Bay offense, any wide receiver is going to have a ceiling if they are going to be somebody who's out there and a productive guy in the past and I'm actually pretty shocked right now but we're in round nine or the end of round nine the nine ten right now and somehow Dallas Goddard is on the board I wasn't even going to take a tight end at this point but a top five tight end for me yes Dallas Goddard a top five I mean maybe six depending on where we end up at the end of the year this is somebody that I really want a guy who is clearly the favorite option I mean Devonta Smith had like an extra half a target per game but a, a favorite option in terms of how many routes he ran last year for Jalen Hurts on some of the intermediate to short stuff so Dallas Goddard securing who I think can be easily a top five uh, tight end this year in the 10th round of drafts that feels really good I mean there was I, I don't even know guys that were so far Dawson Knox went ahead of him Dawson Knox I mean OJ Howard was just signed there it's only three three four million dollars but that's not nothing for a backup tight end top 25 tight end money I mean yeah this is the Dallas Goddard show Zach Ertz shipped out last year and man oh man everything is just falling to me at this point yes I know there is some stuff and we'll see in a couple of weeks what happens with Deshaun Watson I am taking Deshaun Watson here in the 10th round in the 10th round if he ends up missing four to six games this year that's fine I'll go get a quarterback in round 15 or 16 and not only do I have Deshaun Watson now I have him paired up with by far his number one wide receiver as we zoom in on the bottom of the screen here in Amari Cooper so I secure a stack there worst case scenario Deshaun Watson I mean maybe he misses the whole year if so it's only a 10th round pick but let's say realistically he misses four or six weeks okay then for the final eight games of the year 10 games of the year I have Deshaun Watson as my quarterback and I just have to kind of get by uh, for the first couple of weeks so this is what the board is currently looking like I'm 10 picks away from like my round 11 pick running back there's still some nice options here a lot of rookies Rashad White Damian Pierce Tyler Algier this is my rankings by the way they're free right now if you want to get them in discord down below you can use these Alexander Madison so there's there's some options down here I probably only need one more running back Jacoby Myers by far my best wide receiver left I'll probably snag him if he's still there after that you get some rookies David Bell you get Jamison Crowder likely to be the starting slot receiver at least to start the year right didn't sign a massive contract like three million dollars but he's three years younger than when Cole Beasley was there putting up top 30 wide receiver finishes almost every year Landry's on here as well so there's a lot of options Josh Palmer likely goes into three wide receiver sets after starting over Jalen Guyton to end the year last year and then you start to get to your upside wide receivers that are probably going to be there in like rounds 14 I mean I'm talking Jalen Tolbert DJ Shark who yeah Jared Goff isn't the best for downfield passing but he likely starts right away with Jamison Williams ACL injury guys who are going to be wide receivers twos for their offense most likely like Robbie Anderson just people hate him from last year always letting them down even though he's still going to be out there running deep routes Alec Pierce, who was a second round pick taken by the Colts, and he has Matt Ryan, who Matt Ryan receiving options every year finishes top 40 options. He's going to be off the board as like a wide receiver 70. I was holding my breath that Jacoby Myers wouldn't get sniped here. So Jacoby Myers is somebody for me that I'd rather have him over like 15 receivers that just got drafted. Wide receiver one in his offense, low A dot targets, involved in the red zone, even though that isn't translated. One of the more unlucky receivers last year. So I get Jacoby Myers here. Another potential wide receiver one. He had Devontae Parker's out there, but to start the year with the chemistry that he has 
in this offense going to be a wide receiver one on some of the slot and underneath stuff that Mac Jones likes. Another wide receiver one secured at the end of the 12th round or the end of the 11th round. We love that. And the thing I'm thinking about at this point is if if Watson does miss like six weeks, I don't want to just have, I don't know, Carson Wentz being my quarterback. I want somebody with upside. So I'm going to pick away right now. Alexander Madison goes. He was the only running back I was looking at. I think I'm going to go Justin Fields if he doesn't get snagged here. Jeffrey Lee has a quarterback, so I think that he's probably not going to secure him. I think that Gator Heels probably wants a quarterback right here. And unfortunately, I'm going to take Justin Fields, who to me is the highest upside wide, uh, quarterback on the board right now. Crowder goes, who is a guy I was looking at. So I'm going to go ahead and just snag Justin Fields. I mean, obviously the mobile upside puts Justin Fields in this category of quarterbacks that was remaining. And I'll show you who was left. This is what was left that quarterback before that pick. I mean, Trevor Lawrence can make a jump. Sure. The mobile upside, not as much there. Same thing for Jameis Winston, maybe 10, 15 rushing yards a game. The only other guy who shows insane upside like a Justin Fields to me is a Daniel Jones. He has the mobile upside. He has a better offense, a better offensive line this year. So that's the only other guy I could have went to. And he actually has a good organization with all the Bills guys there, Bills head coach, Bills general manager there, compared to Justin Fields, who got no help this offseason from his organization. So I guess that's one thing where you could have said, hey, maybe you go with Daniel Jones, and maybe I still do. Maybe I go three quarterbacks because of the way that I'm drafting this one. So we're in round 13 right now, and I have two quarterbacks, a tight end, three running backs, and six receivers. I'm at the point now where I need to get like at least one and likely two wide receivers here to get some solid depth before we start to get to the final couple of rounds. And I'm looking at the board and getting excited because I just realized my highest ranked wide receiver left as of right now is this man right here. Rookie David Bell in Cleveland. And if you've been paying attention, I have Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper, which would be a massive Cleveland stack that we can secure late with who David Bell only has to compete with Donovan Peoples-Jones. And other than Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's going to be in three wide receiver sets with Deshaun Watson for likely a good portion of the season. Please do not snipe me. The guys ahead of me each have five receivers. They can use one. This dude's got five running back Gator heels. Shout out Gator heels. If you're from Twitter, I posted the link there and in Discord. No! Oh my God. Of all the guys, I have to make a pick here, by the way, of all the guys that could have gone, I'm going to go ahead and, dra and draft uh, Josh Palmer. David Bell, who I have basically like seven spots better than anybody else. Josh Palmer, that guy. David Bell goes one pick before me. There is the first major, not even snipe because he was like the best wide receiver. So that's not really sniping me. Like it was just hoping he wouldn't take him. But there you go. First time this year that I get heartbroken in a draft trying to secure the Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, David Bell stack in the end of round 13. You got me. And this is just poetic at this point. I was about to snag Jalen Tolbert. I'll say, hey, I'll get the Cowboys rookie wide receiver instead who's going to start because Gallup's going to miss like half the year, maybe even more. And no, Jalen Tolbert goes legitimately the pick before me. So this is absolutely heartbreaking. I'm at a point in the draft right now where I just need to make a decision on a wide receiver. So I'm going to come in here. I'm going to snag A.J. Green, who doesn't seem like the sexiest option, A.J. Green, who's like 34 years old. Normally, I don't like doing that. But Hopkins is out, suspended to start the year. There's no Christian Kirk out there. They just traded for a new receiver in Hollywood Brown, who, yeah, has chemistry with uh, Mr. Kyler Murray from college. But other than that, it's A.J. Green definitely starting and running 30 to 40 routes a game in an offense that likes to pass the ball and pass the ball a lot. And oh, yeah, without Hopkins out there, he's going to be the number one red zone target right up there with Dak Ertz. I know that there'll be a lot more drafts, but I'm salty. I'm salty on David Bell and I'm salty on Tolbert. If I get those two guys, David Bell and Tolbert over Joshua Palmer and A.J. Green, so much more upside the stack, that Cowboys number two receiver, maybe. Oh, I'm going to be heartbroken for like another day. So I'm like six picks away from the round 15.
15 pick. I got to get at least one more running back, but there's a lot of guys left here. I and mean, J.D. McKissick has a role in his offense. Marlon Mack might be the starter out there. Some guys I like, like even more that are down here, like Hassan Haskins, Derrick Henry's primary backup drafted this year out of Michigan. Big, strong guy, really fits that offense if Henry were to get injured. And then for wide receivers, Marvin Jones played every game last year. He's an older receiver, but should start out there. Had good chemistry as well, led the team in target share with Zay Jones coming in, Christian Kirk. Probably Kirk goes in the slot. Opposite outside will be Zay Jones. So I do think Marvin Jones still has a job. Julio Jones without a team, but we'll see where he signs. If he signs with Tampa, well, this is a great value in the 15th or 16th round. And there is Zay Jones. There's Wandell Robinson. I'm a sucker for Sterling Shepard. Never gets any respect. Whenever he's healthy, he's garnering targets out of the slot left and right from one Daniel Jones. And then there's two tight ends in Gerald Everett and Noah Fan. You can see right here in my queued up players that I do indeed like those guys. So maybe I'll take one of them with my 16th round pick if they come back around and just let everyone last there. I like Everett more than Font, but both of them are solid options. So Matt Ryan goes, I'm on the clock at this point. I kind of want to just shoot for upside and like taking a Marvin Jones at this point isn't really shooting for that much upside. I'm going to go ahead and take Wandell Robinson, a second round pick for the Giants. Who knows what's happening with Kadarius Tony right now? So we get Wandell Robinson. He's kind of more of the flashier upside pick was massively productive in college at Kentucky. He's the he's the upside pick over like a Sterling Shepard who's kind of been that guy always injured out there, but productive. Maybe we snag both of them, but let's see. Noah Font goes, so I'm going to pick away. I'm going to secure Gerald Everett. Jeffrey Lee has two tight ends, so I feel confident Everett falls to me and he does at this point. So I'll take Gerald Everett. That secures our tight ends. I didn't even check the bye week, so hopefully we don't get screwed there. We got lucky. You can't see. Yeah, you kind of can. Yeah, week seven bye for Goddard, week eight bye for Everett. Everett who joins the Chargers, and Justin Herbert has only fueled top 15 tight ends in his first two years, both Hunter Henry and Jared Cook. I would put Everett as just as, if not more athletic than those guys. So I have two picks left. The idea here is going to be to secure a running back who Haskins is like my favorite guy left, and then secure a receiver. I don't know if it'll be a Sterling Shepard. We'll see what's left at receiver. You can see right now on the board, if I go to my rankings, there's guys who have upside. Paris Campbell might be the wide receiver too, if he's finally healthy in that offense. But if I'm being honest, I really like this team. We get multiple mobile quarterbacks who have upside. Both these guys can finish as top 10 quarterbacks just because of what they can do on their, their legs alone, especially if Watson doesn't get a crazy suspension. I like that. The running backs I'm fine with. I'm fine with Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, and Miles Sanders, who I expect all these guys to basically go top 24 running backs. Kamara chance to be RB1 like he was two years ago. We'll snag another running back to close this draft out. And then we get a bunch of wide receiver ones. Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, the stack with Watson, Brendan Cooks, Russell Gage. Russell Gage was the pick that we took over Garrett Wilson. I kind of am regret regretting that right now. More upside in a Garrett Wilson, but also more downside with that Jets offense. I know there's high hopes for the Jets, but let's be honest. Tom Brady is way more stable in Tampa Bay than Zach Wilson this year. Jacoby Myers, we got it in a nice spot. Then we got sniped on both David Bell and Jalen Tolbert. That was a turning point in the draft because I got Palmer and AJ Green, who I don't hate, but I don't love. And we get Wanda Robinson. Tight ends are fantastic. Somehow getting Dallas Goddard in like the 10th round, Gerald Everett to take him later with the 183rd pick. Two guys who are top 12 tight ends for me. I feel good about that. We'll close up this draft with a running back and a wide receiver. I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you want to draft for $2 million to first place on Underdog, use the code SAL on underdogfantasy.com. There'll be a link in the description. You can draft with me as well. And if you need rankings, there's free rankings linked down below as well. You can grab those. So thank you for tuning in. I'll see all you beautiful people in the next one.